Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, April 11. My name is Kat Ernst and we're talking greyhound racing for the next 30 minutes. It was a massive night at Wentworth Park on Saturday night for the Group 1 Golden Easter Egg. Of course, the main event taken out by Simply Limelight for Peter Rogers. Let's listen to the win. To jump favourite, they're set for the egg, ready, racing, and she left well, baby JC. She'll go through and she'll lead to the first corner from Belmont Bullet and wider elite Alex getting up on the inside. Custom Manelli and simply Limelight's threaded through. Up to fourth now is Reflections. They're followed by El Yer and Ritzadonna down the back, and it's baby JC three quarters on simply Limelight, who's charging up on the inside. And simply Limelight's dashed to the lead now from baby JC. They're followed by Custard Manelli, but it's simply Limelight. Limelight clear. This is what dreams are made of. Simply Limelight won the Easter egg and beat baby JC. Third custard Manelli, fourth reflections. Yeah, terrific call by Maddie Jackson there of Simply Limelight taking out the 2023 Group 1 Golden Easter egg. We're now joined by Golden Easter egg winning trainer Peter Rogers. And Pete, that's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It really, really does. Long time coming, but yeah, we finally got there. It was a sensational win by your fella. And I guess it must really be a relief to get a Group 1 to his name because he has been such a good dog for a long time. Yeah, well, he has been such a good dog for the last 14 months at Wentworth Park. He's taken all the knocks and bruises and bumps and still comes up um, chasing his heart out every week in, week out. And uh, he's just, just, just a good, hard, honest dog. Yeah, take us back to the start of, I guess, your... Uh, relationship with this dog because you got him on a, a pup deal I believe um, you trained his mum so talk us through that because it's quite fitting how he came to end up with you yeah well I, I trained his mother guiding light uh, for George Turpinow um, and George did her to me to train and trained her through her career till she had about 20 starts from memory I think she won about 12 or 13 of those starts and then was retired George bred her to the dog, what's his name? What's the siren? Kinlock Bray. Kinlock Bray, uh, to Kinlock Bray. And George always promised me one of the pups out of the litter, uh, which he which which he, he held his up to his end of the deal. And he gave me the pick of the pups, and that's the pup I picked, and I read one with it for him. And um, I was just lucky this time that I got the better pup, and um, the rest is history. Talk us through those early days with him. From the get-go, did he always look like he was something special? Well, when I first broke him in, he broke in fair. Um, and then I was putting him, as, as, the, as the old chestnut goes, you're putting him over his 300 metres and he's not running any time, not running any time. And there was one night Tony Pagano and myself took him to Richmond. We put him over 400 for his first time on the old track and he ran 22.50 straight off. From that minute, I knew this dog is just an absolute freak and has been ever since, you know. And uh, the dog is really a stayer. He's really a 720-metre dog, and we have tried him over that distance. But if the model's not broken, you don't fix it. He just keeps winning over 500, so we'll just keep on plugging away there. And a lot of the stayers want to hope he never goes over 700. It's, uh, it's funny how fickle the breeding industry could be, I guess, that's got to come into the calculations for it too because you've got a golden easter egg winner now and um, if you were to test him out over 700, as funny as that sounds, it may impact his stud career a little bit as well. No, it would. It really would. But 
I'm not saying I'm not going to put him over 700, um, but at this, this stage, I don't think he needs to. I think he's worked out how to run the 500s. We all know he's very slow early, but he'll duck to the inside. He'll run the corners quicker than most dogs, and that's where he gets dogs. And he, he's just, just, you know, sometimes if he's drawn off the track, we've just got to sit on our hands and watch it. Hope he gets around safely, which he usually does. But yeah, he's won 17 races. I think it went worth park now with the, the golden Easter egg being the... Um, the, the, the pinnacle of, of, of those wins. It's been, been a great ride with him. And he does it all, a whole lot of things. He, as, as all good trainers will tell you, very good dogs don't take much training. He does it himself. Let's talk about Saturday in a bit more depth. Your lovely partner, Pat, was leading him out to the boxes, as she always does. Where were you watching the race from? And talk us through the race from your perspective. Well, I was standing where I usually stand, in the catching pen up in the little corner there. And, Stand by myself always. I got a I'm very superstitious like that. When the ra race started, well, I can't see much because I'm half blind anyway. But when they come past me, and I think, I think the two dogs had drifted off the fence. The one dog was in front, and Kerry Drynan's dog, God Lover, was keeping the rest of the dogs from coming across. He just got the perfect channel straight up along the inside to be sitting on uh, Baby JC, and from then it was just whether you muck it up going underneath it or not, you're going to win the race. And that's just the way I've been. I thought, well, if everything goes right, he would won the Easter egg. And he should never go the early crow, I know, but I know the dog and he's, I don't care what dog's in front of him. He will catch them. Whether they run 30 and 20 or 29, 20, he'll catch it. That's just the way he is. He's just a race dog. And he, um, he was absolutely breathtaking. Describe that moment when he came into the pen. You must have just been a mixture of relieved and excited. Oh, it was. It was, it was, it was more of a relief uh, than excitement because every time, as you know, you've got dogs, cat, and your dog went round too, and the excitement of watching the dogs run and then the exhilaration when they do win, um, and then there's, a, then there's a relief factor in it that the dogs are around safe, he's won the race, and, and then everything else goes from there. It was just, 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 it was like just so, so, so good to win the race, and I always knew he had a very good race in him. I think that's the eighth, might be the eighth group race he's been in. I think he was placed in the Bob Payne winner's stakes. I think he was placed in, well, he's placed in quite a few of them. Um, but he hadn't won one, and I was wondering when he was going to win one. Is he going to win one? That's the one to win, and he's done it. Exactly right. And would that be your first group one as a trainer as well? Yes, that's my first group one as a trainer. But as initially, Patricia and I won the very first Easter Egg Maiden with a dog called Country Zulu. But that was way back in 2002. So now we've got both the trophies together. We've got the Easter Maiden and the Easter Egg. So it was, uh, it was very good. And talk us through, I guess, uh, just very quickly, your involvement in the Greyhounds because it's been a long time coming a Group 1 and no doubt it's going to take a... It, it'll be the centre of the, the mantle, the, the trophy there. Yeah, well, my, my, my involvement in Greyhound racing has probably been all my life. Um, I... I'm just a, what would you say, a tragic for greyhound races. It, it's, I, I, I've served on a lot of committees. I've, I've, I've done quite a bit in, on, on that side of greyhound racing, but always just loved the racing side of it. And always had a dog, a good dog that could win a race. Always had, well, more than good dogs, very good dogs, such as Nacho Nelly, um, um, Simply Smudge, um, Cloudy Night. They're very good dogs, multiple mum. Simply who then multiple Wentworth Park winners, but just never got to that next level like this dog can. 
And I know that's a funny thing to say about levels, but there is. It's just that one more step up you've got to go to be that very good dog. But always, always, always had good dogs that could win good races, but he's just that extra. He goes that extra, extra few lengths. And, and uh, yeah, it's just been such a good ride for Patricia and I. And as I said the other night, you know, Patricia, she couldn't guess to run first or last. Could not care less, just as long as they get round. That's, that's not all about winning to her. And I, I just was so happy for her because she puts so much into the dogs all the time and um, she wears a heart on her sleeve with them. And it's just, just great to see the look on her face. And being not very well as she isn't at the moment, as you know, um, she, she's just, she, she's a warrior. She, she's out there with him and um, she just loves the dog. And just, just, you know, it's just, just a great, great experience to be there. And all the people that have rang us up with well wishes and people that you forget in the past and they ring you up and they and, they, and they're very genuine, lovely people and some lovely people in Greyhound Racing and it's just been so 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 nice to hear from all those people. So thank you to all those people too because it just really makes the occasion much better. And his kennel name, I take it's Benny because she was screaming out "Go Benny!" behind the boxes the other night. So yeah, no sometimes doubt, Pat's. Sometimes it's Benny. Sometimes it's other words. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. he's the best boy there on Saturday night, and no, she does a, a brilliant job with him. The dog, the dog looks stunning. Uh, he's yeah. the size of a horse. He's a big, gorgeous animal, and uh, no doubt it's been a brilliant few days with you. As you said, a, a lot of people messaging you, and I spoke to Pat this morning. She said it's just been overwhelming. So yeah. he definitely deserves it. What's next on the agenda for him? Well, I think I'll just chill my heels and probably just go to the Bob Payne Sprint at the end of this month. And to be quite honest, I, and that's the best male greyhounds, and I probably haven't looked too far ahead other, other than that. You know, I was just trying to get Saturday night over and done with, and wow, how lucky were we to run fourth in the um, fourth in the uh, heat, and were out of the 32 dogs, I think we were 31st, 31st dog to get in there. So we were very, very lucky to be where we were, and he plays a very big role. He really, really does, and you know, anybody, you wish everybody could get a dog that can win a race like that and just what you're going to do is when you get them, just enjoy the moment with them. You really have. We'll soak it all up, Pete. You and Pat have done a tremendous job with him, Simply Limelight winning the 2023 Group 1 Golden Easter Egg. Thanks for joining us and best of luck moving forward with him. Thank you very much, Kent. All the best. I'll see you around. That was Peter Rogers who had Simply Limelight winning the Golden Easter Egg. A quick break and then we're back with more. Aware of cheap bloodstock insurance, the team at HQ Insurance offer their clients the most comprehensive cover on the market, including agreed value and dedicated claims management. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more information. Be sure, insure with HQ. Bigger bottle, Pick your favourite Kia, from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're racing now. He was slow to begin pedal arcing. Out fast, 
wide out is Terawai Rocky looking for the lead. Tommy Cage pushing through and sweeping up now is Cartel Model. So to the back straight and the leader is Tommy Cage from Cartel Model. Third on the rails, Terawai Rocky. Therefore it goes O'King. Palawa King with it all to do from Go Bears and then Rockstar Henian got the feature. Tommy Cade at the home corner led by two. Cartel Models running on back to the inside. They're in the straight. In front, Tommy Cade holding on and Tommy Cade beats Palawa King who rattled home grab second. Cartel Model third, Terawai Rocky fourth. That was Tommy Cade winning the Group 3 News Sensation on Golden Easter Egg final night. We're now joined by his owner, Peter Spiteri, who had a massive night at Wentworth Park on Saturday. Pete, good morning to you. How are you, Kat? Yeah, very well, thank you. Let's start with Tommy. I guess he was the headline of your night. It must have been mm -hmm. a big thrill to win that race. It was, very much. When I got interviewed after the race by Jason, said any... Any race you, you win is a good win, but when you get something special like that, as, you know, as on a special night too, was the Easter egg night, and it was great to be a part of it all. Very nice, yes. Let's focus on this fella. Uh, he's had the 13 starts now. He's always looked like he's had ability, but, gee, he's really taken it to the next level in his last few starts, hasn't he? Yes, he has. So Andy's told me, when he had, from when he had his first start, he said, look, he's, he's just... Uh, He's just a really good dog. He said it's just going to take a little bit of time to get him up there. And he said every time he runs, you'll see you'll, you'll probably get better. He, might, he won't win every race he's going to be in. He said, but he'll he will be there all the time. He's only been out of a place once in 13 starts, which is not a bad effort. Yeah, exactly. Talk us through your decision to to send him to Andy because I know you used to train a fair few dogs yourself, but you sort of stepped away and just focusing on owning at the moment. Yeah, well, I've pretty well much always been the same. I've, um, I, I breed them here myself. I welcome them. And I breed them myself. I rear them and I break them in. Um, I've got the facilities here to do it myself, and I do it. And then when they get to, and I, I keep in, I keep in contact with Andy all the time. And when they get to a certain, to a certain point with them, he'll say to me, right, don't run them no more. Just pack them up, bring them down to me at about 16, 17 months old. And then he he finishes them off down there. And like he, and, it, and if he's not happy with the couple, we give them to um, Peter Sims, which um, Ravello, who won earlier in the night, she she was one of them went to Peter, and Peter won 10 races with her down there. And then he, that's when I bought it back and gave it to Peter Mattress. So, but, yeah, with Andy sort of, he's, he's my mentor, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Sorry, exactly. Um, right. I noticed that you're still very hands-on with him, though. You handled him on the night, so it must give you a real kick to, to be able to have that relationship where you can still be so much in close contact with the dogs. Oh, look, any of the people that that, um, that train for me, just, you know, I've got three or four different... There's Jason Magri and um, Andy, obviously, and Peter Sims, and you know, and Peter Boxer. So even Peter said to me the other day, he said, you want to take Ravello? I said, no, no, you take her out. I said, I've got a thing with Andy. Andy always wants me to go down there and help him with, his, with the rest of his dogs. And, uh, and he knows I like to take mine out and just kiss me right in the loop. And I love it. I really do. It's, you know, trouble is I don't get there enough probably. But, you know, I've, I'm committed here. So I just do one, can only do one thing at a time, Kat. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. Um, Tommy, he's out of your really good little race bitch, Blaine Purr. She was an absolute rocket in her day. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about her? Yeah, yeah. Well, like you just said, she was um, she was very, very, very good little dog. She um, had her first start um, at um, at Maitland. 
she was in the young stars at Maitland when she had a first start, and she went, she won a heat. She went, um, I think it's is it 17. I'm trying to remember what the times are up there now. Is it 17, I think? Oh, God, I can't, can't remember what. Uh, no, 22, uh, she went 22.17. That's what she went, 22.17. And in the final, um, good odds for to beat her in the final. And uh, she was unlucky. She was very unlucky. But after that, she just progressed and she just got better and better. And she ended up winning 21 races. And um, yet she went super. At at the end, Andy won 18 races with her. And then I brought her home. She had a season. And just took a while to get over that, long time to get over it. Then once she got over it, then she graduated to the the, uh, the, um, Million Dollar Chase. And she won a heat at Gosford and got come second in the final. Then we got to the semi-finals, and we we didn't have no luck in the semi-finals. But anyway, but she got there, so it was, it was a thrill just to get her there. I, you know, as I was training her, which was good for me, I liked it. And then she come back on sort of, she, she had an injury, and I thought, you know what, it's a time now, and I put her off, and I I bought a bash at Bale Store, and, and there's the there's the results there, just starting to progress now through the loops. Well, you never know. In a couple of months' time, heading into this million-dollar chase, if Tommy keeps heading the way he's going, he might be a live chance. Well, we can only keep our fingers crossed. Like Peter was just saying on your previous, talking to Peter Rogers, like he, he just got to keep moving forward and just no, the dogs will let you know what what they can do. And as they get, if they're any good, they'll get better, and they will. They can win races like that if they're good enough. And you also just mentioned Ravello. Uh, you own her. She won the Ultra Sense on Saturday night as well. Mm-hmm. Great effort from her to run down the leader at a massive price. Was it a surprise to you guys, or were you going into the race confident? No. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, if you if you watched her heat, even though she won in the heat and she went the slowest of the night on a heat, um, Peter and I spoke about because where he was standing at the boxes, you could see she she got she got hit from behind. And she nearly went, she almost lost her, she lost her position. She went sideways, but she come back in that last, what's it, how much was it, 120 metres to the winning post from the box? Mm-hmm. And she just made up about a length and a half to two lengths, and, and she won. And like I thought, that was a brilliant one. That was about four tenths of a second off her time. And um, mm-hmm. and that's what she, exactly what she did the other night. She went 30 and 30 on the heat, and she came out went 29.90, which is which was very good, you know what I mean? So uh, it proved that this, she was. She was on the muck. Look, I, I was sort of confident. Then was even more when the favourite got scratched. It made it even a little bit more. It was a little bit better. Yeah. Well, someone else's uh, misfortune is your fortune, and you got to take well, the breaks when you get them in greyhound racing, don't you? That's it. That's you. You should know. You've been in. You've done it yourself, Kat. You know that. And as you said, she's a, a new acquisition for Peter Mattress, but you must be absolutely thrilled with how he has a firing. Yeah, yeah, he is. Look, he's got, he's got a, I think he's got about four of my dogs up there. And um, look, he, I've got to give it to him. They really, him and Rhonda, they really put in. Um, they, they do their best, and he, you know, he keeps me informed all the time. He, he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't like hide away anything from me. He, he, if he does a trial, he sends me the, the tickets and lets me know what they've done. And we converse a lot over the phone. And, and but I, but I do, I do say one thing to him, Andy, Peter, any of them. They've got the dog. They're the captains, and they've got to decide where they go. They do what they they do the decisions like that, and they ask me, "We're going to do this and going to do that." I said, you, "Do you think the dog can do that? Do it." It's the same when he, he said, "I'm going to nominate her for the ultra sense." I said, "Well, you think she can handle?" He said, "I think she will," and she did. And there's the results. It can't get better than that. 
Well, you've got a couple of really handy dogs, and I understand, was it Tommy's little brother that won at Richmond yesterday? So it's yeah, uh, yeah. going to be... It's going to be a good couple of months coming up for you, hopefully, Pete. And uh, where to next with them? Do you know what, what they've got on the agenda? Is Tommy heading down to Nara? Yes, yep. Yeah, he's going down. And his brother, his brother, uh, his brother, um, well, you haven't seen much of his brother yet. He's only had three starts. Uh, he's going to be down there. Um, yeah, and um, apart from that, well, then, just, just one race at a time, Kat. That's it. Just one race at a time, and then they can work it out. Let Andy, I'll let Andy do those make that decision. Yeah, leave all the difficult decisions for them. You just <laughs> sit back and watch them win. <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. That's what you've got to do. But like I said, I keep myself busy enough here. And um, it's, um, anyway, it's all worked out good. Well, we'll let you get going. Thank you so much for joining us on Going Greyhounds. No, thanks very much for inviting me on. Thank you. That was Peter Spiterio, of course, owns Tommy Cade and Ravello, who won two of the features on Golden Easter Egg Night. Another quick break here, and we'll be back with Alan Lang. Skipped breakfast. Morning, Gutho. Who's in charge of the music at the Eels? Definitely not me. I try and stay away. Too much pressure when the music's on. Uh, someone like Fox doesn't care what people think, so uh, he just chucks whatever he wants. Is it the big speaker? Point. Do you have the big speaker too, Gutho? Uh, we've got it in the gym. We don't take it to games. Back in 2018, when it was sort of becoming a thing, we lost every single game, so that got canned pretty quick. <laughs> so we haven't brought the speaker back, but... Um, in 18, we gave it a try, and as I said, we lost pretty much every game, so uh, went out the window pretty quickly, but uh, pretty common these days. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Get live racing on tap with a tap app. See every earth-shattering race live with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels, plus tips from Sky experts. And a bit of this. This too. Some of this, and this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the Tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing, cataclysmic, missed it. Well away, rubies and pearls, gold fillings. Now cataclysmic driving through. Here comes my dream girl. Cataclysmic holds the rail and holds the lead over my dream girl. They've skipped seven in front. Boom, boom, Harley getting wide. Checking their bye-bye Raider. Getting back, gold fillings, rubies and pearls. Stone Cold Blue and Dashing Dipper. Down the side, cataclysmic. Two lengths in front over my dream girl. Seven lengths away, bye-bye Raider. But in the straight, Cataclysmic opens up. Class with a capital C. Cataclysmic by seven. Second, my dream girl, Boom Boom Harley flashed up late. Followed then by... That was Cataclysmic winning a heat of the Young Guns up there at Ipswich a few weeks ago. And Bunny Brush is right in what he says. He's got class with a capital C. His trainer, Alan Lang, joins us now. Good morning to you, Al. Good morning. Got a bit of a sketchy line there, but we'll see how we'll go. We'll try and push on. Um... Before we get into Tari, he went to, back to Ipswich and ran second in the final there. Wasn't disgraced in that performance at all. He must be really happy with how he's progressing. Oh, he's Doggies, yes. I'm very pleased with him. Now he heads down to Tari this week. Of course, we've got four heats of the Tari Cup at Group 3 level. The first time it's been run at Group level and $25,000 awaiting the winner next week. Um, your fella, he's got the gun draw box one in a heat. Um, what are we expecting from him on Wednesday? Well, uh, well, I'm thinking box one's going to help him get around the track because he's never seen it before and I think he should go very well in the heat, yeah. Graded pretty well. 
you mentioned he hasn't seen the, the track. Um, that's probably a negative against him because it is a bit of a tricky track. But um, I suppose he did go to Warhope first up, I understand, and he handled that fine and made the Warhope Cup final. So is he the type of dog that you don't think he really needs a look? No, I think he goes all right. Like he went to Albion without having a look and he went well there. And he doesn't seem to improve that much on the second run anyway. So, yeah, I think he'll be right. I think he'll be fine from the one. I I suppose, as they say, good dogs, they just do the right thing all the time, don't they? Yeah, he's a pretty sensible dog too. He's, you know, he's easy to handle and, yeah, he's good, good fun. He's uh, been a little beauty for you, 23 from 35. Uh, talk us through, I guess, what's the key to keeping him ticking over so well all the time? No, he just does everything right, you know, like he, he doesn't overexert himself anywhere except when he gets to the races and... He's very easy to handle, you know. I only put him on the walking machine between races and that's enough for him. And he absolutely loves Casino. He's a brilliant beginner. He's a get-out-and-go type of dog. Um, the 5.37 up there at Taree, how do you reckon that extra bit of trip's going to worry him? Well, yeah, but I'm thinking on the grass it might be a bit easier and, yeah, I'll hope. I think he'll get it. I, you know, he hasn't had a run for a few weeks, so... He might be a little bit at the end, but we'll just have to wait and see. Hmm. And now talk us through how you came to get this fella, because I noticed you don't own him, but um, you've done a remarkable job training him. How did you come to get him in your kennel? Uh, well, my partner owns him, and my next-door neighbour, he bred him. I get a lot of pups off Charlie, and uh, he bred his father, which we had. So it's just from our neighbour next door, Charlie Norfield, we get a lot of pups off him. And he's out uh, by your terrific champion dog, uh, Paul Licking. It must fill you with a sense of pride to uh, to have one of his progeny firing so well. Yeah, it is. It um, brings back a lot of memories when he goes good, like his father used to. He traces hard all the time, something they got in common. Does mm. he remind you of his father much? Not much, no. His father was, I think, much quicker and... He chases us hard. That's that's about the only thing they've got in common. Around the kennels, they're pretty similar to, I suppose. And neither of them did anything wrong. They're not noisy, or they don't. You don't know they're there most of the time. Well, I suppose he's not doing too much wrong. He's won 23 from 35, so you must be pretty <laughs> happy with him. I'm very happy with him. Yeah, he's going extremely well. And now, how how's the trip down for Taree? How long is it going to take you to get down there? And when are you heading off? It's about five hours, but I'm going to go today. I've got a sister down there, and I don't see her that often, so I'll be able to stay there for a couple of days and come back and hopefully go back the week after and see her again. Beautiful. Well, he's a live chance there in the heat of the Taree Cup tomorrow. Best of luck and uh, hopefully safe journey, and you might make it through to the final next week. Good. Thank you very much. That was Alan Lang, who has Cattle Cosmic in a heat of the Tari Cup. A quick break, and we will be back with Glenn Midson from now on. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. 
Be part of the action as Royal Radwick celebrates the finale of Sydney's Autumn Racing Carnival, Schweppes All-Age Stakes Day. Don't miss the thrilling Group 1 racing featuring the $1.5 million Schweppes All-Age Stakes, plus award-winning hospitality and prime race viewing from the Wink Stand. A live post-race performance from Australia's Furnace and the Fundamentals will guarantee an unforgettable closing chapter to an epic Sydney carnival. Schweppes All-Age Stakes Day, Saturday, April 15 at Royal Randwick, where stories are made. Book now at theracers.com.au. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Today's racing, brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. What's gambling really costing you? Bigger battle, mini, mini, money, more flower. You're the chosen one. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Join us trackside at Bow Desert for our annual Anzac Day races featuring a full card of thrilling racing action plus Toad and Bookies facilities, live entertainment, pop-up bars, food trucks and fashions on the field. Celebrate the Anzac spirit with this long-held local tradition. General admission online, just $10 or $20 at the gate. Servicemen and women, veterans, children and concession all free. Don't miss Bow Desert Race Club this Anzac Day, Tuesday, April 25. Visit BowDesertRaceClub.com. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Rio Bodie's missed it. He's walked out. First to go, Lady Luck Ethics from my mate Kate. She'll push up and take it up. Sombrero's going to trail her through to third. Just around her was Venetian Fury, and they were followed next up out wider. Rio Beatty then comes Cumbria Days. Flighty Fernando, Spring Gonzales down the back. And that's my mate Kate by a couple here. The inside running on now. Flighty Fernando, then Lady Luck Ethics. It's my mate Kate in front. Flighty Fernando diving. Didn't get there. My mate Kate from Flighty Fernando. Third home, Cumbria Days. Then Rio Beatty, who left it at Box Rise. Well back there. Then was Venetian Fury, Spring Gonzales, Sombrero second. That was my mate Kate winning last year's Nara Puppy Classic for Neville Brown. This year's series kicks off on Sunday. It's a series that always throws up some really good dogs. Uh, we're now joined by Glenn Midson, the president of Nara, to have a quick chat about this year's series. Glenn, good morning to you. Long time no talk. Yeah, how are you, Kat? <laughs> yeah, good, thank you. Let's... Um, Discuss this year's series a little bit. It kicks off on Sunday, and as I just said, it's a series that always produces some handy types, isn't it? Yeah, we started it back in 2003 as a um, as a um, as a, uh, a nominated run, puppy nominations, and was ten thousand dollars. And the um, then they um, then they um, Gradually progressed through to Group Three, fifteen thousand dollars, and then we had. Um, we're trying now to get it to Group 
two, which we're now paying 40000 to the winner. So the club's progressed a long way from when we first started it off. And, yeah, the, the dogs that come through have been... Um, generally, the, the class of dog is, is, ends up city class and beyond. We've had a few group winners come through it. And, yeah, we've been really happy with how it's progressed over the last 20 years. And now you used to have two runnings of it. I think it was the, the summer and the winter Poppy Classic, if I'm correct in saying that. Um, yeah, we had a, um, a, a summer and a spring one. Um, the spring one, with the increases in prize money and with the, the way the, oh, probably about five years ago, as everyone knows, how the, the industry had a bit of turmoil. We can only do one um, Puppy Classic, so we stuck with the original one, the summer one, which is um, for the dogs born on the 1st of January each year. And they're usually about two years old when they go through it. Yeah, and um, as we said, this year's series kicks off on Sunday. The meetings move from Monday to Sunday this week. Um, what, from your perspective, um, there's been some nice young pups coming up for it. Who are you most looking forward to seeing? Yeah, well, there's been some, some good ones, some great um, trials. The trial sessions have been through the roof, which is good, um, from all over the place, um, as you know. And even, you know, as far as how to... Um, Peter Sims and Jodie Lord and all those plus the ones that are coming down from North and Sydney and um, yeah the, the quality's been good with trial times we don't get to know who the dogs actually are so um, yeah we're just we're really hoping that, and we can see that, that the quality's going to be there this year as well and it is $40,000 to the winner this year as you just mentioned and I suppose um, if you've got if there's any trainers sitting there at home at the moment thinking, umming and ahhing about whether or not to go. It's one of those things, I suppose, you'll never know if you don't go, isn't it? Um, noms close on Thursday. You've got another trial session on Thursday, I believe, for anyone who's on the fence, and you'd be urging them to, to come along and give it a crack, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, you, you never know. We've had some, um, well, Neville Brown won it year with, last year with my mate Kate. Um, she probably wasn't the fastest dog to go through the series, but she's a, she was a good young bitch that tried really hard, and then um, drew the one box in the final and then takes home the biscuits. So, yeah, you just never know. Well, no doubt it's shaping up to be a cracking series again this year. Thank you so much for joining us on Going Greyhounds and best of luck with the carnival. No problem. Thanks, Kat.